it's a it's a complete farce. Everything you do is a farce. Welcome to Low Country Football Focus. Stephen, we said we needed intro music. Hey, we got it now. Little intro music. I think we figured it out. Well, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to episode uh, 10. Golly, this season's flown by, hasn't it? Yes, sir. It surely has. I mean, it seemed like just yesterday we were starting this thing. Man, huge, huge games this past week. Even bigger games coming up. Oh, we have a this lot coming of week. Games I mean, so up. much on the line. Region titles. Some people playing for region titles that we really didn't think were going to be playing for region titles. A lot of stuff going on. High school football in the Low Country. It's the best time of the year. Big rivals coming up. Let's jump right into it, Steve. Let's get it. First game. It was a big game with Somerville and Ashley Ridge last Friday night. Ashley Ridge went in with a 7-1 and record. They had only lost to Fort Dorchester. Somerville, of course, number one in the state. Undefeated, Ashley Ridge gave them everything they wanted. But Somerville pulls it away 42-38 to in the final quarter. Ashley Ridge had a 38-27 to lead with 11-15 to play. Yeah, and Somerville came back. I've seen that. I mean, there's been so many games even college games lately just been like that just come back Somerville got the football down they were 622 left they got the ball at the six yard line and drove the length of the field that's what championship teams do unbelievable scored two point conversion won it 42 to 38 over Ashley Ridge running back Trey Green had 200 yards rushing for Somerville, three touchdowns. I mean, Trey Green, big-time game. But I tell you what, Ashley Ridge is running back, Jaden Acosta. I told you last week, we had seen him when I covered him with Berkeley. He's a good-looking running back. He had over 200 yards. He had a touchdown with, like I said, 11 minutes of play, and that put Ashley Ridge up 38-27. you got to think Ashley Ridge was feeling pretty good about themselves with that. But, man, Somerville just came storming back. Yeah, you can't you can't take your foot off the gas in those situations. Yannick Smith had 101 receiving yards, two touchdowns. I mean, those numbers are almost pedestrian for Yannick Smith, but that's a huge game for Smith. Seems like Ashley Ridge maybe keyed on the passing game, tried to take Smith away, but Trey Green, the running back, made him pay. Like I said, a big game for him. Jaden Cummings had 100 rushing yards, just 125 passing yards, but. He accounted for three touchdowns. So yeah. Cummings had a huge game. And, that, and I was going to add, you know, Yannick Smith had 101 of those 125 yards. So, obviously, he was the option. Yeah. Um, Ashley Ridge's Keith McCoon, I mean, this is worth noting, hit a 47-yard field goal as time expired in the first half. I mean, man, that kid's got a leg. He's going to be playing Saturdays. We, Like I said, I saw Ashley Ridge a couple weeks ago when we covered the Berkeley game, and, and he was impressive. He hit one, I think right at the end of the half on the Berkeley game. He's got a boomstick. So let's talk about playoffs, Stephen. We're, we're one week away from the end of the regular season. It's getting a little clearer now. It's still a little murky, but you can kind of see the bottom. Oh, yeah. So Somerville, it's pretty, pretty easy for Somerville. If they beat Fort Dorchester this week, they win Region 7-5A. They would host the River Bluff Chapin loser 
in the first round of the playoffs. So should be a, like a warm-up game almost for Somerville there. Now, if they lose to Fort Dorchester, they still get a home playoff game, but it would be against the St. James Sharks, but still kind of a warm-up game for Somerville. St. James hasn't been as – well, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Carolina Forest. Never mind. Yeah, so Somerville, big win for over Ashley Ridge, 42-38. to They had to come from behind to do it, but a huge win, and now it sets up a showdown with Fort Dorchester. I tell you what, I'd, I'd normally not go straight into the Berkeley game, but I got to give hats off to Stratford. Man, Stratford and Berkeley this past week, an old rivalry. I think this was a 39th meeting between these two teams. They've been playing since the two teams, uh, since Stratford had a school. Man, Stratford took care of business. They took Berkeley behind a woodshed, 34-7 to over the Berkeley Stags. And what this did for Stratford, remember just, what, two weeks ago, Stratford was 1-6. Oh, looked yeah. dead in the water. <laughs> they did right now, 2-1 in region, 3-6 and six overall. They play Goose Creek this week. If they beat Goose Creek, they are region champions. Region champions and moving on to a, uh, an easier playoff game. I was very impressed with Jack and Davis, the quarterback. He's just a sophomore. But I tell you what, this kid can play. He can run that offense. He's got speed. He threw two touchdown passes. Uh, the running back for Stratford had a huge game. Markel Holman, 160 yards. And one touchdown. Stratford had 254 yards on the ground. I mean, just an unbelievable game by the Knights. And this was a three-to-nothing game at the half. Stratford. I mean, we were talking about it on the air. Um, I cover Berkeley football. You can catch us at uh, 106.1 FM streaming at wtuaradio.com. I got to throw that in there every week. Oh yeah, hey. But uh, a little selfless plug there. Selfish plug there. You got to do it. Stratford led this just three to nothing at the half. I mean, and we were commenting like, you know, we thought this was going to be a shootout. This is a defensive struggle. Berkeley got the opening kickoff in the second half, got the football, drove down the field, put seven on the board, led seven to three, and we said, all right, here we go. We got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stratford woke up. <laughs> they, there, there was a, it got ugly at times as far as penalties and stuff, but, but Stratford. Holtman broke a big run where Berkeley looked like their defense had made a stop, and then they went on to score the, like the next play. That changed the whole game. Stratford got the momentum there, never gave it up. And Berkeley, I, I felt like it was Berkeley's ugliest game of the year. I mean, they, they're a young team, and, and we've talked about that. They're a lot of freshmen and sophomores. I mean, a lot. I mean, you take a few kids off that team, they're essentially a JV team. They're young. And, 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 you know, uh, Coach Lodge has got them. He's got them on the right path, but they're young and they're going through some growing pains. Well, but when something bad happens, they just kind of lose their composure. And, boy, they really lost it Friday night. The young kids, and it, they just got to remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. Just keep hitting that practice, keep hitting that weight room, and then good things will happen. Henry Rivers, a freshman quarterback, I mean, he has been sensational all year for Berkeley. Did not have a good game. Missed a lot of passes. Made some bad mistakes. I mean, you expect it from a freshman. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after a while, you get a little spoiled seeing the way he plays. And when he has a game like that. But it wasn't it wasn't all on Rivers. It was a whole team. Bad penalties. I mean, you know, uh, 
just losing your composure and either saying something off color that the ref just throws a flag. I seen a kid, it wasn't a punch, but it was a shove at, clearly after the play. Why would you do that? You, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And this is a team that as long as things are going well, they play good. But, I mean, if they have one penalty on a drive, it seems to kill the whole drive. And, and here's a very interesting stat for you. Going into the last week of the season, Berkeley host Kane Bay. Now, on paper, Kane Bay, you know, I think they're six and three or seven and two. Six and three. Two and one in region. Clearly going to be the favorite in this game. Berkeley is four and five overall, four and zero oh at home, five and zero oh and five on the road. Hmm. Uh, it's best. it's too, you know. If it was if we're halfway through the season and I bring that up, I don't think it's that significant. But I think it's pretty significant right now, and I, they're, clearly they are more comfortable at home. They play better. They're better composed. They don't have these stupid penalties that we've been getting. You know, so uh, I I think just based on that, I think it's going to be a good game. I think Berkeley I mean, can win the game. I think Cane Bay will win, but I think Berkeley can play with them and give them a game and possibly pull an upset. Well, you got to think that Cane Bay might be in for something if they go to the house that Moody built. <laughs> Gerald Moody Field. Gerald Moody Field. Yeah, uh, it's I don't know Stratford. I mean, excuse me, Cane uh, Bay's really good. So I think he was my uncle, seven time removed or something like. Yeah, that. you got. Berkeley royalty running through your veins. <laughs> Dang, I didn't know that. So let's talk playoffs real quick. Again, congratulations, Stratford Knights, Coach Denny McDaniel. I mean, they have not played that I can remember a game that has this kind of significance that they are this week against Goose Creek. They're playing for a region title. And Stratford's kind of struggled the past couple of years. Anybody keeps up with high school football in the low country. It's not your father's Stratford teams. Uh, th- these teams have struggled. No. But, you know, good on them. They're playing on a, on a very meaningful game against Goose Creek. And I've seen Goose Creek and I've seen Stratford, and I think this is going to be a good game. And it's a big rivalry game. Anything can happen in it. I'll agree with you there. I, you know, Stratford, they, they haven't been the Stratford of old, but they, you know, not the Stratford that Red Dawson used to play for. <laughs> Or, or Harold Green or those guys. You know. I don't think you can really compare Red to that. But So Stratford, with the win, assures himself of a home playoff game. Um, if they beat Goose Creek, they will win Region 6-5A and they will host Chapin. If they lose to Goose Creek, they will still host a playoff game. It will be Conway, the Conway Tigers. Uh, both are two teams that are kind of struggling. So, I mean, Stratford could – Win a region title, go to second or third round. Who knows? I mean, they're they're playing good ball, and like I said, Jack and Davis, good looking um, young football player, young quarterback, and I'll get to see him play in the next couple of weeks if they can keep him there. I mean, they, you know, their last quarterback I think transferred out. Amir McKnight also had a pick six, and uh, when things just went bad for Berkeley, they kept going bad. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Berkeley's playoff scenario is much clearer. <laughs> um, uh, I'm pretty sure that Berkeley's going to go to White Knoll. White Knoll is 9-0 and on the season. They've only given up 64 points total. And they're on a bye this week. So they're getting rested up for their first-round playoff game. Yeah, White Knoll has already locked up their region. They're, they're you know, 
They only they <clears throat> they only played nine games, but that's because they had one game get canceled early. Yeah, in the I season. think it was a Spring Valley game for some reason got canceled and it never made it up. So. Yeah, it looks like Berkeley will probably go to White Knoll. Now, if Berkeley could pull off a win against Cane Bay, we might be having a, a different conversation next week. But right now, that's what it looks like. So not, it's not looking good to be on the road for Berkeley against a very good football team. Uh, next up, another big upset, Hanahan. We talked about this game last week. I told you, Philip Simmons, watch out for Hanahan. Hanahan's healthy. They're playing good ball. Hanahan gets the upset on Philip Simmons. Hanahan led Philip Simmons huge in this game, but Philip Simmons came storming back. But the Hawks hold on. They had a weather delay, I think, for the last two minutes of the game. They had mm-hmm. to wait a couple of hours before they could finish. But all had it, Hanahan had to do at that point was pick up a first down. If they would have picked up a first down, they would have ran the clock out. They get the first down. They run the clock out. They get a huge win over Philip Simmons. Yeah. Kevon Rivera, I think he was a a big contributor in that game. Yeah, Rivera had 239 yards rushing. You knew he was going to show up big time. 38 carries, two touchdowns, over 1,500 yards for the season. Just a huge monster game for a big-time player. He's meant so much to Hanahan over the last couple years, and – so let I me mean, ask right you. now, they could go out on top on their region after looking kind of dead in the water a couple weeks ago. So let me ask you this. Do you think Kevon Rivera is now healthy? It, it sure seems that way. I, I mean, I, I don't think that they would have given the ball 38 times. if he. <laughs> I'm just I'm being sarcastic. But, <laughs> okay. I mean, that kid, I mean, he had that little, what, two-game stretch where he was kind of yeah. favoring an ankle or something like that, and then now he's – Bussing off 200 yards a game again. With the upset over Phillip Simmons, Hanahan goes to 3-0 and in region, 5-4 and overall. They place Buford this week. If they beat Buford, they win region. That's that's true. It's I mean, true, the, the true. winner of this game, I believe, wins region. Uh, and, and if you would have told me that two or three weeks ago about Phillip Simmons, I would have never believed it. Phillip Simmons drops to 2-1 and in region, Eight and one overall. Julian Hippensteel for Hanahan was nine of eleven passing, two hundred and sixty-seven yards. That's that's over twenty-seven yards per attempt of per catch. I mean, that's that's amazing. Three touchdown passes. Landon Gomes received two of those. Five receptions, one hundred sixty-five yards with the two touchdowns. Now Hanahan's playoff scenario is also kind of clear right now. If you beat Buford, you host Ainer. If you lose to Buford, you would host Manning, a Manning team that was what seven and oh two weeks ago, and they have lost two straight games. Yeah, they they kind of surprised us with that. We were thinking they were the real deal, and now they've kind of come back down to earth. Now Philip Simmons, still a lot to play for. They're going to the playoffs. They're a good football team. You know they're not just going to lay down. If Hanahan wins over Buford this week, then Philip Simmons will finish second in region. They will host a playoff game, and it will be Manning at home. Now, if Buford wins, Philip Simmons is going to finish third in the region, and they will go to Loris. 
Alora's team just just beat the snot out of Manning. I think mm. like thirty four to nothing. It, it was, was unbelievable. It was not good. No, it was not. So, I mean, Philip Simmons. If Buford wins and they win region, Philip Simmons is going to be on the road after an eight and zero start. I mean, that just blows my mind. But what a win for the Hanahan oh. Hawks! Uh, just unbelievable over Philip Simmons and now playing for a region title against Buford this week. And just to add it right quick, I had it up in front of me. Loris beat Manning 41 to nothing. Oh, I missed him by seven Whew. points. So Fort Dorchester, they get a big win this week, 28 to 14 over West Ashley. West Ashley's just that kind of team. The way they're big, they play defense, and they run the football. They're not the kind of team that you can really just blow out. I mean, they played everybody tough, and they played Fort D tough. This was a tight game for a long time. Fort Dorchester goes to 3-0 and in region, of course, setting up a huge game this week against Somerville, 6-2 and overall. They've won four straight games uh, ever since they lost to Gaffney in that very close game down at Fort Dorchester. Uh, Fort Dorchester, uh, after that was put them at 2-2. Two and two. They're now 6-2, and 3-0 and in region. West Ashley falls to 1-3 and three in region, 5-5. Five and five. Overall, Davian Brown had 143 yards rushing and a touchdown for Fort Dorchester. Ryan Campbell had 116 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Uh, Charles Watson, the young quarterback for Fort Dorchester, 150 passing yards, two touchdowns. And uh, one of those touchdowns went to Multi Snyder, eight receptions, 116 yards. Just a big win for Fort D to set up. They've done their part. They're setting up the big showdown with Somerville. Now, playoff scenario, with Fort Dorchester, it's the exact same as it is with Somerville. If you win, you're probably going to host the River Bluff Chapin loser. If you lose, then you would probably host St. James. So Fort D will get a home playoff game. Now, West Ashley will play at region number six, region six number two in the playoffs. Now, that's where it gets a little interesting for West Ashley's playoff picture because Region 6, number 2, it really depends on a lot of things. Now, if Stratford beats Goose Creek, Stratford wins Region. Goose Creek falls to second place. Kane Bay would fall to third. So you would have West Ashley at Goose Creek. These two teams did not meet this year. But if Goose Creek wins... And on paper, Goose Creek should win this game. You're looking at West Ashley going to Kane Bay. Now, that would be a rematch. Early in the season, these two teams played. Very close uh, game. Kane Bay won that game 19-14, to and, and it probably would not be a game Kane Bay would want to play in the first round. I mean, if you're a one or two seed in the first round, you expect to get a three or four seed, which, I mean, essentially mm-hmm. should be, you know, not a gimme game, but it should be not as tight a game, but, boy, Kane Bay, I don't think they would want to play West Ashley again, but that's probably what it's looking like. So if Stratford won, it'd be Goose Creek for West Ashley. If Goose Creek wins, it would be Kane Bay. Mm -hmm. So speaking of Goose Creek, they get a good win this week over the Wando Warriors, 49-20. to Goose Creek goes to 3-0 in region, 4-5 overall. Wando drops to 0-4, 1-8. Kamani Clary, 333 passing yards, four touchdowns, and uh, two of those touchdowns to Evan Daniels. I mean, he is just – he's a lot of fun to watch, wide receiver. He's not a big kid, not 
not like a Yannick Smith or a Derek Sally. He's probably more around the 5'11", six-foot range, kind of a slot receiver kind of build. And he's fast as lightning. I mean, he's he's a he's a electrified football player. He had six receptions, 131 yards, and those two touchdowns. Malik McGowan, the big-time running back for Goose Creek, just a sophomore also, 108 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Uh, Wando's Michael Jenkins had a good game on the ground. He had 157 yards rushing with three touchdowns. Now, now based on that score, would you think those those fellas pretty much only played maybe a two, maybe into the third quarter a little bit? Because those numbers are yeah, pedestrian. I, yeah, I would think that if I'm, you know, Coach Jason Winstead, Malik McGowan is my, you know, my bell cow. You no, know, I'm going to play him till the game's, you know, pretty out of much. Yeah, we got a good game under control. I'm taking him out and I'm getting some back. Number one, he gets to rest. Number two, your backups get some good playing time. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's what happened there. But uh, Goose Creek playoff. Let's talk about playoffs for Goose Creek. Playoffs. Playoffs. So Goose Creek wins. They win region. They host Chapin. Now, if they lose, like I said just a minute ago, they would host West Ashley. That'd be a tough game. West Ashley is going to be a tough draw for somebody. They they play a they got they're big, like I said they play defense. They got a great running game. They're going to be a tough draw. Uh, Wando, no playoffs for the Warriors. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it this year. Um, it's kind of sort of the same as last year, but uh, beating Stall once on the year just doesn't get you a playoff game. So let's drop down to four A. James Island Trojans. Man, that was a great article in the paper Friday about James Island and, and the, the new culture there built by the new coach and, and how great they've done. And if you haven't read it, you should go back and I know you just got a subscription to Post and Courier. You should go back and read it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and read that later to, later tonight. Trojans go to 4 0 in region and 9 0 overall. They beat Hilton Head soundly, 38 to nothing. Hilton Head, 0-4 region, 3-6 overall. But James Island sets up the big game this week with we've, Lucy Beckham. We've been talking about this for like three or four weeks now. Man, what a game that's going to be. be I, awesome. I would love to yeah. – I'm not going to say I'd love to skip the Berkeley Cane Bay game, but I would sure love to see James Island and, and Lucy Beckham. That's going to be a heck of a game. And that's going to be at James Island. Braxton Scott had 195 passing yards, also 57 rushing yards. Amar Scott, 79 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Amontre Scott, four receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown. And like I said, the big game this week, James Allen, Lucy Beckham, both teams undefeated. It's for everything, for a region title, for home field advantage. It's going to be a a huge game, a big-time atmosphere. And congratulations to, to James Island. I mean, they're playing a game. You know, James Island's been kind of a doormat for a long time. Just Every now and then they, they you know, bust up and have a good season. Year. <clears throat> you know, this is their fifth shutout of the year. This was their fifth shutout. Wow. They've given up a total of 40 points in nine games. That's unbelievable. That comes Man, up it, to four, four points a game. Trojans playing such good ball right now. I, I mean, it's... They've done so much there. I'm very happy for, for to see a team like that that's been down for so long to be able to come up and, and just build that program up. But big game with Lucy Beckham coming up. Now let's talk playoffs a minute. 
So if they beat Lucy Beckham, they're going to host an at-large, probably a number, a region number five seeding. It'll probably be the Wilson Tigers or Lugoff Elgin in the first round. Now, if they lose to Lucy Beckham, it's probably going to be West Florence. So a lot on the line. I mean, you're sure to home playoff game, but you sure would love to stay at home during the whole playoffs. But yeah, go back and, and read that that article on Friday's paper when you get a chance about Jamar McCoy and how he's turned around James Island. Well, you know, I, I was just kind of looking because I was just kind of wondering what what was how long had McCoy been there? But this is only his third year. Yeah, he's he and he came from a school in North Carolina. Uh, I think, golly, I'm trying to remember. Trying to remember the dang article right off the top of my head. He had interviewed for, I think, West Ashley a couple of years ago. Didn't get it. But the the guy at West Ashley that interviewed him said, hey, man, you should check out a James Island job. Because I think he was one of the finalists. He was very mm-hmm. impressed with him. But it went with Donnie Kiefer. Yeah. I'm looking at his uh, kind of his thing here. And he, he's he was 4-4 <coughs> four and four in his first season. 5-5 <clears throat> five and five in his second season. But he was 11-2 and two last year. Yeah, you know, um, ten and one or nine and one on the seat on the regular season. Won the title last or won the region title last year, and now look at him. Undefeated. Yeah, I, this this guy obviously got him headed in the right in the right direction. Yeah, to everybody listening, go go back and read that article if you didn't read it Friday. It's it's a really good article on Jamar McCoy and how he's they call him at one island. They're all together. One island. One island. So congratulations to James Island. What a season and a big game coming up. And let's talk about Lucy Beckham for a minute. That's the team that also went to 8-0 on the season. They did their part. Now they have the big game with James Island this week. They beat Collison County 35 to nothing to go 3-0 and 8-0 in region. 1-3 is Collison County's region record, 2-7 overall. Lucy Beckham got 21 first quarter points and just kind of cruised against the Cougars for the rest of the game. I'm sure gave their starters some rest. Oh, yeah. Uh, brought in some younger kids. Uh, Chalmers Ballard had 200 passing yards and two touchdowns. Charles Bird had 100 yards rushing with two touchdowns. And Lucy Beckham's playoff scenarios are pretty much exactly what James Holland's are. If you beat James Allen. You would host an at-large, probably Wilson or Lugoff Elgin. Lose to James Allen. It's going to be West Florence. Now, what a, 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 I mean, we're we're tooting Jamar McCoy's horn here, but Lucy Beckham's coach, oh, golly, I can't remember the man's uh, name. Um, Lucy Beckham's coach is J- Jamal Smith. Thank you. Or Jamel, I'm sorry. Jamel, Jamel Smith. Smith. What a job he's done there. I mean, this is what, their third year of varsity, second or third year. I mean, he's done a great job there. So two great 4A programs in the low country. Four years. Two great coaches in the low country, Jamel Smith and Jamar McCoy. So congratulations to Lucy Beckham and James Allen, and what a game that's going to be this week. Uh, jumping up to four, back to 5A real quick, let me talk about Kane Bay. This is Berkeley's next opponent. They took care of Stahl pretty easily, 34 to nothing over Stahl. Kane Bay goes to 2-1. and one. Six and three overall. Stall drops to 0 and three in region play. Two and seven overall. Deshaun Tompkins, three carries, 83 yards and a touchdown, and had an 80 yard kickoff return for the Cobras. And now the Cobras poised to take second place 
in region play that's if Goose Creek wins. A lot of uh, region six six five A's got much muddled and if Stratford wins over Goose Creek this week, which I think is possible, it's gonna be even more muddy. But right now it looks like if they beat Berkeley, they'd finish in a number two seed and they would host West Ashley, which would be a rematch of an earlier game this season that Cane Bay won. But, I mean, it was tight. 19-14 to 14 win over West Ashley. So we'll, we'll know a lot more about this. Region 6-5A is a little murky. But after this week, it's going to clear up a lot. So uh, let's talk about, let's drop to 1A football. We've been following the Cross Trojans and their run this year. Cross has, they were pretty, essentially playing for a region title this week against Baptist Hill. Right. Boy, they left no doubt. 52 to nothing over the Bobcats. Cross goes to 3-0 in region play, 8-1 overall. 2-1 is the region record for Baptist Hill, 3-5 overall. They clinched that region 8A title. Makai Green had 143 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Carmelo Jones, 172 yards and four touchdowns. Cross, their playoff re- uh, scenario is pretty clear. They were, looks like they're host Hemingway in the first round. Baptist Hill, now if they beat St. John's this week, that's a big rival game, they would host Carver's Bay in the first round. And one little quick thing to note here, you know, since they entered – their region play, they haven't surrendered a point, and they're averaging about 50 points a game. Golly, that's unbelievable. So your team, uh, your Timberland Wolves, were off this week, had a bye week. Yes, sir. And, and a good time for a bye week uh, going into a, what's going to be a huge game for them this week against Oceanside, which is going to be for a region title. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of region titles on the line this, you know, in week 10. Yeah, I, I mean, it really is. Um but Timberland's on a bye. They did not play. So uh, just got a few other quick scores here for you. Beaufort, they're going to face Hanahan this week for a region title. They beat North Charleston last week 54-12. to Big win for the Eagles. And, boy, you know they were happy when they heard that Hanahan-Philip Simmons score. Hey, they said we got a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. Bluffton beat May River 21-6. to Bluffton's had a tough season. They play in a really tough region with, with Lucy Beckham and James Island. They take their record to 5-4. and four. They secure a third-place finish in that region. Uh, Bluffton's kind of going to be one of those teams that uh, they're going to be a tough draw for somebody in the first round. Uh, Dutch Fork, I made a, a note of this game. Dutch Fork had a tough start to this season but they're really kind of rolling right now Mm. Uh, dutch fork's going to be a team that not a lot of people's going to want to play in the first round they beat river bluff 56 to 3 they face lexington this week for second in that region behind white knoll Mm. now if they beat lexington the lexington's a good football team but they're highly ranked in the state they would get a second place after that disastrous start they had to the season so you think they might have had some injuries or something that kind of? I know they lost their quarterback in the first game, like in the first series of the first game, and, and so they might it, be finding themselves again. Really might that quarterback may be back? I'm not sure, but I, Dutch Fork's not a team you'd want to play in the playoffs. I wouldn't mm-hmm. think. Swedish Fork neither. Uh, Manning, you know, Manning just two weeks ago was riding high, seven and zero. 
They hosted Dylan. Dylan, they gave Dylan a little battle, but then Dylan, you know, walked off and ended up beating them for their first loss. They tried to rebound this week against this past week against Loris. Boy, Loris went in there and, and beat the snot out of them. Mm. 41 to nothing. Two straight losses for the Manning Monarchs after a 7 and 0 start. Let's see if they can get things together before their playoffs they need run. Need to get it straightened out and squared away, that's for sure. Oceanside beat Bishop England 47 to 7. Now they got the showdown with the Timberland Wolves this coming week. I mean, I, I think Oceanside just from the history of these two teams playing is is the is the uh, going to be the favorite team, but uh, we've We've seen Timberland play, and we know they're they're not a bad football no. team. They can throw the ball. They got a little different element to their offense this year. They got the big time wide receiver and Aiden Berrios. I mean, this could be a good game. I'm going to say, other than their two losses to Sumter and and South Florence, this is probably their toughest test of the year. Yeah, I, I, for sure. I mean, Oceanside they 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 played Louisville, who's I think they were ranked number one in 1A. At the time, they were, yes. Yeah, and at the first game. Then they played South Florence, the defending 4A state champion, and who looks like it's going to be one of the favorites for in oh, 4A. Yeah, they're still rolling. Uh, this year, uh, they lost pretty badly to South Florence. They beat Carolina Forest, who kind of is having a decent year. They just beat Sumter a few weeks ago. Uh, they take care of Marlboro County with no problem and then lose to Sumter, but – yeah, I, th- I think you're you're right. This is going to be the best team beside Carolina Forest and Sumter that uh, Oceanside's played. Yeah, and you know we'll we'll talk about predictions and everything in a minute when we talk about these upcoming games. So a uh, few other scores to share for you: Whale Branch still undefeated in one A ball. They beat Branchville fifty-five to twelve. Uh, they beat they play Bamberg Earhart this week for region title. Uh, Woodland, I don't have a complete score to give you for Woodland. This game was called at the half because of weather. If you remember Friday, we had a really bad weather roll in. Like late in the evening. Now, we were at Stratford, and it, the whole storm system kind of skirted north of us. Now, for about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, we got some really strong wind, and it kind of affected the game a little bit. A little off and on rain late in the game. But uh, a lot of people, you know, like the Hanahan Philip Simmons game, got post uh, delayed for a little while. So um, looks like Woodland was right in the middle of that. So that score at the half was twenty to seventeen Woodland, which I think you told me Woodland had a big lead. I think what twenty to nothing, and then Barnwell came storming yeah, back. Like I said, uh, I think they're finishing that game today, based on what we were, you know, yeah. seeing. So hopefully that game will get a finish, and then we'll know what what's going on in that conference. Going so they'll on. they'll have a half to play with Woodland leading that twenty to seventeen. Hampton County has a bye this week, this past week they did not play. Dorchester Academy uh, beat St. John's Christian twenty two to twelve, and our friends over there in Williamsburg beat Thomas Sumster fifty five to seven. Williamsburg Academy undefeated. I mean they. <laughs> I think you'd go ahead and give them the, the, the trophy. And, and not to be denied. Those, those guys are denied. kicking everybody's ass. So I mean, ex, but, extra points for you. But. Extra point for you. Do you know Williamsburg's mascot? You know, you know I'm a mascot guy. I know you're a mascot guy. and I, I know I remember this, but I, it's like I'm drawing a blank right now. I know Stallions. 
There you go. All right, so upcoming games this week, Moody. I'd, I, I think I've been cutting your butt on this upcoming game, Pickham. Oh, come on now. <laughs> All right, so we'll start, out, we'll start out with the big game of the week. You know okay. this is the, the number one. We've got Fort Dorchester at mm. Somerville. Mm. Six and two, three and zero, oh, nine and zero, oh, three and zero. Oh. Winner of the game wins the region. Somerville leads the all-time series, twenty-one and twelve. But Fort Dorchester has been dominating that series as of late, winning nine of the last ten games, and they're on a five-game winning streak. So can the Somerville Green Wave break the streak? I think Somerville has had this game circled all year long. Uh, I, I think. Now, Fort Dorchester is going to be a tough out, but I think Somerville is going to be win this game, and I think Somerville is going to win this game by. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's. Well, I'm not going to say two touchdowns. I think it's going to be close. I think Somerville wins. Okay. Um. I'm going to say I'm kind of not liking how Somerville's been playing a little bit slow. So I'm going to go with uh, Fort Dorchester. Hmm. I like it. Um, next game up, and, you know, we're going to kind of stay along that same six, uh, same 5A line because we got another uh, another region on the line. <coughs> we got Stratford, 3-6, and 2-1 and one at Goose Creek, 4-5, and 3-0. and oh. Stratford holds a 23-16 series lead. Goose Creek has been don- dominant as of, as of late. Stratford can force a tie at the top of six 4A standings if they win at Cane Bay Beach. And Cane Bay beats Florida. Cane Bay beats Berkeley. <laughs> I don't know why in the world I said Florida. Anyway, it so, won't be a tie. If Stratford wins, they win the conference. If, if The winner of this game is going to win region. Now, if Stratford wins, Goose Creek goes to second place in region. Cane Bay... If they lost to Berkeley, I think Berkeley would finish third. Cane Bay would finish fourth. Now, mm-hmm. don't hold me to that. Yeah, but we kind of. But don't I need think to... that's how it would work. But if Goose Creek wins, it clears everything. Cane, up. Yeah, Cane Bay goes second place. Stratford goes to third place. Berkeley goes to fourth place. Mm-hmm. All right. So who you got? I'll tell you what. I'm. I'm. I'm staying with uh, – I'm going with Stratford. I think Stratford mm-hmm. goes to Goose Creek and gets a win over the Gators. I think it's close. I think it maybe comes to a field goal in the fourth quarter. But I think the Knights – I think it's just very significant that Stratford is playing for something, and, and they haven't played for anything in a long time. And I, th- I think Coach McDaniel is going to have them ready to play. Well – I, uh, I like your optimism, but I'm going to go with Goose Creek. Power football. I think Goose Creek takes this one. Um, it's not a bad pick. I mean, Goose Creek's won, what, five straight region titles? Yeah. they're, yeah. they're And they're cruising right now, too. All right, moving on. We got James Island, 9-0-4-0-7-4-A versus Lucy Beckham, 8-0-4-0-7-4-A. Mm. Winner of the game – Gets the 7-4-A championship. James Island has won the only previous meeting between these two teams. This is a tough one. I think 
I think James Island is a better team. I think they've played a little tougher schedule, and I think they're going to handle Lucy Beckham, and I think they're going to beat them in a big way. I think it's going to be a three-touchdown win. I'm going to go into agreement with you right there, uh, Tim. I think James Island has proven all year long that they've, you know, despite whoever they've played, they've beat them. I mean, they beat Stratford. They beat several local teams. James Island, big. Um, sorry, Lucy Beckham. You guys are going to have a great season, but James Island's too strong this year. All right, moving so on. So we agree on that one. Both of us picked James Island. Okay, like it. Uh, we got Buford at Hanahan. Buford six and three, two and one, and eight three A. Hanahan five and four, three and zero. Oh. Hanahan wins the region title with a win over Buford. A loss puts the region in a three-way tie for first place. And at that point, you know, Philip Simmons wins the the region. No, no. I think you're wrong there. I think with, with the Philip Simmons loss, I think this game is for region. Whoever wins is going to win region. Now, second and third place is going to be a little more money. Right, right. I said uh, what I was saying was okay, I misunderstood what you said. if Hanahan loses, okay. Philip Simmons yeah. gets the uh, region title. That's what the paper said. Okay. <laughs> I was just uh, going by what I read earlier today. Um, well, I, here, here's the thing. I don't think it's going to matter because I think Hanahan is at home. I don't think anybody in 3A wants to play Hanahan right now. And I think Hanahan wins it, wins the region title and outright. And that's that. Well. I'm agree with you there. I think Hanahan goes in there, and I think Kevon Rivera takes this thing on his shoulders and basically totes Hanahan across county lines and uh, takes it to the win. Yeah, uh, but, you know, what a what a run for Buford after a terrible start to their season. They're a, a defending 3A state champion. They started out 0-2, but you take away the loss to Phillip Simmons, and, I mean, they ran the table after that, and now to be playing for a region title. I mean, you know those when those guys heard that Hanahan Phillip Simmons score. Wait, they were, what? They were they were very excited about that. But yeah, I think Hanahan's gonna win this game. Right. I, I'm a, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I think Hanahan wins at home. Um probably in a pretty close game, but I think like I said, Kevon Rivera, he's he's probably gonna throw up another big number, you know, and kind of put a put a damn exclamation point on he'll, his he'll carry the ball. 35-plus times this week, maybe 40. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on next, we got another region title on the line, uh, Timberland at Oceanside, 4-5, and 3-0 oh, versus 7-2, and 3-0. Oh. Winner of the game wins the region, as I said. Teams have only played three times with Oceanside Collegiate having a 2-1 advantage in the series. That's interesting because I don't remember Timberland beating Oceanside. It must have been the first time they played. I believe it was. I, um, when I looked it up earlier, it looked like Timberland beat them in their first season. And it was it was one of those years that Timberland had a really good team. Steve, I'd like to go with your moments here, but I think uh, Oceanside big in this game. I think it's going to be three, four touchdown win for the shark, the Land Sharks. All right. Well, Tim, just because I'm a homer, and we got to have something to kind of differentiate our uh, picks. Mm-hmm. I'm going with them Timberland Wolves. I, my my heart says Timberland, but my head says Oceanside. And uh, 
I'm thinking Timberland wins it by two touchdowns. Whoa. You heard it here, folks. All right, let's see. All right. We um, might have to put a little money on that after the, after the podcast, but go ahead. These next few games um, basically have more, more or less uh, playoff implications. Of course, we have Stahl at Ashley Ridge. You know, not much for Stahl. They're, they're probably not going to be making the playoffs this year. But with the win, Ashley Ridge will lock up third place in the 7-5A and, and, and you know, make their uh, resume look a little better. Um, the Swamp Foxes have a 4-1 series advantage and uh, look to continue to dominance in this series. I, I don't I don't even think there's the need for us to pick because we're both going to pick Ashley Ridge, I know. Well, but But – Let's talk a minute about Coach Jeff Tate at Ashley Ridge. In his first season, these guys are going to finish 8-2, third place in the region. They gave Fort Dorchester and Somerville everything they can handle and more in his first season. Oh, yeah. What's he going to be doing by season three, season four at Ashley Ridge? Ashley Ridge is a sleeping giant. Trust yes, me. And they- We're going to be talking about them a lot in the next couple of years. They they just got more and more people moving into that area. Yeah, more and more kids coming in. All right, next one with some pay up playoff implications. You got Kane Bay at Berkeley, mm. six and three, two and one, four and five, one and two. Kane Bay holds a small advantage in the series, seven to six, and Kane Bay can help themselves with a win to make the region uh, a little more top heavy. Yeah, um, well, I'll be covering this game on WTUA, 106.1 FM, streaming at WTUARadio.com. I think what's very interesting about Berkeley being 4-5 and five is Berkeley is 4-0 at home and 0-5 on the road. They're a young team that for some reason, they, they look so good at home. On the road, any little thing goes wrong for them, they lose their composure, and, and, you know, they just, it gets bad. I know Kane Bay's a better team. I know what a great coach they have and coach there. I think Berkeley wins this game. Hey. I think it's close. I think it's a high-scoring game. I think you're looking at a over-under of around 60 points. But I think Berkeley wins over Kane Bay at home. Uh, hey, I hope you're right. But, you know, just just with the toughness that Kane Bay possesses, I'm thinking that Kane Bay is going to tighten up and win it in a low-scoring game. But, yo, I, I still – I think – no, I, I think last week against Stratford was kind of a step back for Berkeley. It was one of their ugliest games. But I think they're still a little ahead of the – where they should be and coach Eric Lodge rebuilding year, his first year, mm-hmm. he's kind of rebuilding a program, teaching them how to win again. Yeah. And, and I, mean, I mean, this would be a huge win for them changing to, to finish even, even though you went Oh, and five on the road, but to finish five and Oh at home, that's something to build on. So I, I think Berkeley's got a lot to play for here. Now, if they win, maybe they don't have to go to White Knoll. I'm not sure, but I sure don't want to go to White Knoll the last game of the season. No. I know they don't. I sure don't. No, that, that probably wouldn't be a good matchup. But I, I, I think Berkeley wins this game. All right, well, good luck on that one. Um, that'll be another one that kind of helps our whoever gets to win on the, on the picks this week. Um, 
Another one with playoff implications, not so much for Colleton County, but for Bluffton. Colleton County plays at Bluffton, two and three, one and two versus a four and four, one and two Bluffton team. Bluffton will lock up third place in the region with a win. Um, Bluffton leads a series five four. I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about here. Yeah, you can, let's, we're both going to go Bluffton. What's yeah. the next game? Uh, May River and Hilton Head. May River can lock up fourth place in the region. Let me just say about Bluffton, they, they've played Lucy Beckham and James Allen tough. Yeah. They're just in a really tough region. But go ahead, sorry. But yeah. May River, Hilton Head. May River, Hilton Head, same scenario. Um, May River locks up fourth place in the region. Would have, you know, gets a good, you know, a better – I ain't going to say a better playoff seating, but they'll, you know, lock up fourth place. I think the May River program's a little disappointing. I thought when they started, uh, I guess it depends on the lines, the attendance lines. I thought they were going to be a powerhouse. but They just hadn't got it going so far. But I tell you what, I like Hilton Head. I like the Seahawks at home. Okay. Well, let me uh, snap that winning streak. Let me knock that one in there right quick. Hilton Head for Tim. I'm going to pull in May River. All right, Philip Simmons at Battery Creek. Now, Philip Simmons has to win this game. Yeah, if it's they a region want a, game. Any kind of chance at still having a chance at the region title. Um, Battery Creek, I don't think is going to give them much of a battle. I don't think so either. I think it's Philip Simmons in a huge way, and they're just waiting to see where their playoff seating yeah, is. So and, and I'll and just put a little there. PS right there on both of ours for the pick. Um. I mean, they got to be pulling for Hanahan because if Hanahan wins and Philip Simmons is the number two seed, and they'll host a playoff game. Yes. So, yeah, they'll be pulling for the Hawks big time. What you got next? Bishop England Academic Magnet. Uh, Academic Magnet with a win will be the first time they've ever beat Bishop England. Yeah, Bishop England's kind of struggling. Academic Magnet's won a few games. I think Mag at home. Yeah, I'm going with that too. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pulling for the – and this one kind of jumps out, but we got Hampton County at Barnwell. Now, if this, Barnwell finishes and and ends up beating Woodland today, or you know, if that game's going on or whatever, then that sets up another big region title game right there with Hampton versus Barnwell. Yeah, you're right. If Woodland wins that game, I think Hampton County is named region champ like tonight. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you. Hampton County's on our radar. We're talking about Hampton County because of the weapon they put on Woodland two weeks ago. That was a game we didn't see coming, uh, 64 to nothing. But, yeah, I think uh, Hampton County's going to go to Barnwell and blow the doors off of there. Yeah, I got you on that one, too. I, I agree with you there. And then last last on my list here, I, I, I know it's just because it's a 1A game, but I got Cross versus Burke. Cross you know, not much of a battle here. I would think we're both going to pick Cross in this. Um, Cross is probably going to win this game unless yeah, they pull pull back. They're, yeah, they're going to win this 50 to nothing. And they're, they're going to end up finishing in their region without giving up any points. You know, so hopefully that doesn't hurt them going into the playoffs. You know, because sometimes they'll think, you know, be riding high and then come against somebody that's a little bit tougher. So... But that's all I've got for right now because I think most of the rest of the games really don't have any bearing on the season. A lot, lot of big games this week. I mean, the Somerville Forty, Lucy Beckham, James Allen, Stratford, Goose Creek, and a, a lot on the line. We're going to have a lot to talk about 
next week. Uh, Steve and I almost don't even want to talk about college football. How about you? Um, well, I told you I was going to have a joke. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. But, I mean, as far as uh, the college goes, I think we're both in a in a like sense, like situation. You know, I'm I'm pretty disappointed in my team. I think you may be a little disappointed in yours. You know, it, it, it hasn't hit me as hard as you would think it has because every week of this season on Saturday, I sit right here in my man cave at the bar and I grill or smoke food and I watch college football all day long. Mm-hmm. And this past Saturday, we were invited to a Halloween costume party. And I said, you know what, I'm going to take a break and went to a Halloween costume party. And I kept up with scores a couple of times. Right. But it was a great time and didn't watch any college football. You know, sometimes... It, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, I was at another tournament. And the girls this week did not um, play to their normal expectations. And oh. we uh, went from being the top dogs pretty much every tournament we played this year to being basically the bottom. We uh we got our behinds tore up. So I was watching scores, listening to the Clemson game most of the way home, but I went to bed at home before the Clemson game was even over. Well that should cheered you up a little bit listening to the Clemson game, eh? Well, I mean I was <laughs> you know, my kids sleeping in the back. I don't hate Clemson. I just yeah. I was just I say, say. I was just uh you know, I wanted to hear a good game, so I throwed it on. It sounded it was, like it was a good game until the end. Oh, yeah. and, and Now, I've got a question for you. I mean, obviously you didn't watch it, but I, I, I know there was a few calls in that game that were kind of questionable based on what the, you know, the play-by-play guys were doing on Sirius. Umpire calls? Referee calls? Yeah. I mean, they were like – I, I think there I was – haven't heard. You know. I, the the I, most questionable call was Klubnik on fourth and goal in overtime – pulls the ball out of Shipley's arms because he thought he could – he went against what the play call was <laughs> and thought he could run around the end. Yeah. Sometimes – Yeah, that <laughs> – I mean, I think I'd, I'd trust the ball in Shipley's hands. Uh, Can we get Uyunglele back? <laughs> <laughs> that sack rump is playing good football. I mean, he's in a great system. I mean, good for him. He well, seems like a great kid. He could have, you know, burned and – it said a lot of bad things about Clemson not leaving, but he didn't. He took but, the high road. So I, I wish him well, but boy, he's playing good ball. He is. Um, Oregon State's doing some good things over there, and you know, hey. But you know, let me uh, go ahead and find my joke right quick. Oh no! Come on now, you got to at least memorize the joke. You're gonna read it <laughs> well i wanted to make sure right, it so let me set it up for everybody a couple of weeks ago moody made a little little jab at clemson for our kicking game woes this is right after we lost florida state so the following week i told a carolina joke it was a good one too but anyway moody uh i told him he could tell a clemson joke so go ahead get me back so go ahead all right so we got a georgia fan I mean, a Georgia student, a Florida student, and a Clemson student, they were all having lunch together on the bridge outside of Clemson. A Georgia student opens up his lunchbox, says, A hot dog again. If I have to eat one more hot dog, I'm going to jump off this bridge. The Florida student then opens his lunchbox, and he exclaims, Salad again? Man, dang. 
If I have to eat another salad, I'm going to jump off this bridge too. Clemson fan, uh, the Clemson student, he, he uh, opens his lunchbox and he says, Daggummit, peanut butter and jelly. If I got to eat another peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I'm going to jump off this bridge just with y'all too. The next day, the Georgia student finds a, another hot dog in his lunchbox. He jumps off the bridge. Then the Florida student, he, he opens his, he sees a salad. He jumps off the bridge too. Then the Clemson student opens his box. He says, oh, daggummit, another peanut butter and jelly. Jumps off the bridge. Later when the three moms are grieving at the funerals, the Georgia mother cries, if I knew he didn't like hot dogs, I would have just not gave him a hot dog that day. The Florida mom cries, I thought salad was his favorite meal. Clemson mother says, I just don't understand it. <laughs> he fixes his own lunch. Mm. <laughs> all right see y'all next week thanks for listening <laughs>